Hi, everybody, and happy hockey season. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I'm Steve Goldstein, uh, play-by-play voice on television of the Florida Panthers. And the Cats open up the season this week, one of the last teams to do so, as the NHL season is already underway. So uh, we'll be coming at you more frequently here on the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our producer is Brett Markowitz, and we'll tell you about our uh, wonderful, and we appreciate our uh, our sponsors. We'll tell you about them a little bit through the podcast. But want to get right started. A uh, little bit of a season preview here, but a couple of Panthers defensemen, one that's been around for a while, well, a little while anyway, and Mike Matheson entering his third season. Always good to chat with him. Uh, you get great insight from him. And then really a surprise in camp because if you thought of players that maybe weren't um, – you know, pretty much realistically guaranteed a roster spot. I don't think defenseman Jacob McDonald, who was signed as a free agent right when free agency opened. This was on July 2nd they signed him. I don't think he would have come to mind, especially on that crowded blue line where the Panthers are, um, you know, are eight deep, uh, you know, and even more. Um, but Jacob McDonald has opened up a lot of eyes in camp, and he is on the opening night roster, and a good chance he is in the lineup on on Saturday night against Tampa. So I uh, had a chance to speak with uh, these two. Uh, McDonald's plight to the NHL is an interesting one as a college player. So Jacob McDonald will be one of our guests. But first up, Panthers defenseman Mike Matheson. With Mike Matheson, as we get set for this uh, Panthers season, how excited are you to finally get going after practicing at the Panthers ice then against the same guys for quite a few weeks? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long off season for us, a lot of practicing, and uh, you know, even even the next couple of days where where the NHL season has already started, but we're still waiting for our first game. Uh, it just makes us that much more excited to actually get going. It's almost like a football season start. You got a game and then a bunch more days off before the home opener. Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh, of my college days a little bit um, you know it, we're not used to that here where we, we play and get so many days off in between but um, it lets us really focus in on this one game against Tampa let me ask you what are you trying to personally in area or two I know you overall you want to improve all the time but is there an area or two specifically um, you're looking to get better at this season yeah, I think, uh, well, like you said, anytime you go into an offseason, you you kind of take a break and, and don't think about hockey for a little bit. And then once you start training again, you, you get back to, okay, what do I want to work on this summer and what do I want to get better at? Um, and so one of the things I definitely worked on was, uh, was kind of two-on-one situations where, um, you know, I, I can't let the puck get through me. And I found last year I was, I was allowing that to happen, whether it was a, a two-on-one coming into our zone or just, uh, you know, somebody's back door and I'm letting the puck through me. So I was working that, on that a lot. Um, it's a pretty specific thing, but um, something that I thought I had to get better at. Um, I definitely worked a lot on uh, on my skating and, and handling the puck up of the blue line, um, on the offensive blue line. Um, and then within working on my skating, my gaps, and, and being able to squeeze off in the neutral zone. Uh, that's quite a few things now. Are there specific... Um people you work with on each of those things yeah definitely i worked with uh my old coach from midget AAA, um john goans he uh he's a he's a great coach we've always had a really good relationship um and so him and i work together on on all those things we, we were able to get ice together and um and work a lot of kind of one-on-one stuff earlier in the summer um and then as the season progressed or the summer progressed we we kind of would 
bring other guys in to just get the tempo up and, and make it more game-like. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did a lot of work with him to, to get ready for the season. What was the non-hockey highlight of Mike Matheson's summer? Uh, I guess I have two, and the, uh, I don't know what, I want to say um, that they're both equally exciting, but obviously being able to propose to Emily was was a big, huge highlight. Um, Getting the yes answer was big too, right, in that fact? Exactly, (laughs) exactly, and then uh, a close second was uh, getting our new dog, Hank. Wow, so Hank in the ballpark of the fiancé news, in the ballpark? Yeah, and I, I think that if you asked her, she'd probably reverse the order and say that the dog was more exciting. Right, that puts you in a pretty good spot. Then she can't bug you about too much stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revisit this marriage thing in 10 years with you. Is that okay? It sounds good. All right, we'll see how it goes then. Um, you look around this, this Panther dress room, and you look at what you guys did last year. You've been here a couple of years now. Is there a different um, vibe or you know, a, a comfortable feeling for you knowing these guys as well as you do now? I think so. I think everybody in the room feels that. Um, we have been f- together for, for a while. I, I've only been here for, this is my third full year, but some guys have been here for six, seven years together already. Um, and so uh, we all get along so well. I think that that's one thing that um, that our team really does a great job of is we, we all hang out together. When we go on the road, we... You know, whether it's going to a movie, going to play mini putt, or, or whatever the case may be, it's not like two or three guys going in one direction, two or three in another. It's 10, 12, 15 guys going together um, to different places. And, um, you know, everybody's always organizing little things, and it's just everybody's invited. If they feel like going, they, they come. And, um, and so I think that we just have such a tight-knit group, and that shows on the ice as well. From a leadership standpoint... Do you like where this room is as far as who needs to speak up or who who does speak up and when that's necessary? And guys have the respect to, to listen to each other. Yeah, well, well, I think that that's that happens when when you're when you're close to your teammates. You know, you, you you're able to keep each other accountable and know that it's not personal. Um, and there's there's no grudges. People don't uh, take thing take things. Uh, as if it's a personal attack on on somebody, um, we all realize that we all have the same goal, and uh, there are certain guys in in the room that um, obviously speak up a little bit more. Some guys lead through just by example, um, and so everybody has their role. There, there's obviously the guys that have been identified as our captains, as as our go-to leaders, but I think it's it's everyone's job to. Um, to be leaders as well and, and, and to push each other and to motivate each other every day and, and not just key in on one or two people to, to take care of that. What did you think when you found out Alexander Barkov was the new captain of this team? I thought it was great. I, I mean, he's from, from the first day that I met him, I could tell that he was such a natural leader. Um, I think I think Mac was was an, an amazing leader. He's one of the best captains that I've ever had. Um, but uh, I think that just the the time to pass a torch to a guy like Barky is is perfect right now. Obviously, uh, I'm sure Barky will lean on Mac for for a lot of it, even though he has a C on now. Um, but like I said, just because certain guys have been identified as as captains, it doesn't mean that uh, Mac is a different part of our team. He's he's still one of the go-to leaders on our team, and. 
uh, same can be said about all the other guys in, in the locker room. Your career, you spend time in the AHL. Panthers, um, you know, now probably the best depth this franchise has ever had. You've got players like Lamico and Bordstrom and Dryden Hunt that are uh, in Springfield in the AHL now, ready to be called up, could play if they have to. Um, what? How did the AHL time benefit you when you look back on it now? Well, I mean, the pro game is, is different. It's just different from from the way the college game is played. And um, it, it's just a bit of a step down. And so it's like a, a happy medium where you can you can learn to play the game the right way and, and get that confidence so that when you get to the NHL and, you know, you get into those big-time games in the NHL and uh, you, you're ready for it and... Um, you know, I remember talking to, to my coaches in the minors where I'd make a mistake in the minors and we'd be watching on video and one of the things he would say was, you know, when when you get to that next level, this mistake is going to be on national television and and it's going to be on the highlights everywhere uh, the next day and, and how are you going to manage that? And um, that's not easy, you know, when you turn on the TV and you just see yourself getting... Um, getting dangled or, or whatever, like turning the puck over and going in for a goal against, you know, it's it's not easy. And um, but I think being able to to refine your game at a bit of a lower level and then come up with confidence and be ready to play and and knowing that that stuff's going to happen and just because it's on TV and just because it's in front of more people doesn't matter. It's still hockey. How much do you pay attention to all that stuff? What people say, what people now tweet and Instagram and all the yeah. all the things? Because you know, it seems like everything is now out there. It really is, and uh, I think I think social media can be a great tool, and I've I've been trying to to be better with it and and to to try to kind of open my life up a little bit to, to fans, and I think that that way it's such a great tool and it's such a great way to connect with fans and let them um, kind of get to know you a little bit better other than the guy that puts a helmet on and goes and skates around for a few hours. Um, you do a little more than that, by the way. I know that. <laughs> but uh, it, it also, you know, it, it opens the door to a lot of negative criticism. And um, so I try to focus on the people that want to interact with me uh, on a positive way and the people that don't, they can uh, they can continue to hide behind their computers and, uh, and, and chirp me from behind their computers but if they feel like coming to talk to me in person, then that's a different... I'll, I'll respect them a little bit more. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. You'll get a lot of if those same people ever saw you in person. Hi, Mr. Matheson. How are you? Nice to meet you. Congratulations. Um, expectations, obviously, high for this team. What, in your mind, is a good year this season for the Florida Panthers? Um, obviously, playoffs. And, and not just playoffs, but winning some series. You know, we... A couple of years ago, we got to the playoffs and, and felt good about doing that, but then we lost in the first round, and every, every single person in the locker room walked away like, we could have gotten by that team, you know? And um, so I, I think that we have the potential to, to go far in the playoffs, and, and that's that's our mindset, that those are our goals. And, um, you know, in the past, every single team that comes into a season will say, you know, we want to make the playoffs, we want to go far. And I think this year we we are seeing it and we really mean it. I think that the team has has the potential to, to do a lot of great things this year. I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks. All right, thank you. That was Mike Matheson of the Florida Panthers. And 
well, his thoughts on the dressing room and the vibe around this team. And I can tell you this, asking a number of players, uh, that pretty much is universal inside that Florida Panthers dressing room. A quick timeout in 120 seconds. We're coming right back with Panthers' new defenseman, Jacob McDonald. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orion and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Sides Foundation Fighting Pediatric Cancer is a wonderful nonprofit organization. Born out of Sydney Lister's successful fight against Ewing sarcoma, Sides was formed helping kids and families fight cancer. Call 954-594-5763 for ways you can help, including attending fundraising events like the annual golf tournament or dinner. Call Dave Lister, Sid's dad, at 954-594-5763. It's the Sides Foundation. I personally thank you for helping the fight against cancer. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. This is the Goldie on Ice podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I am Steve Goldstein. As we continue, uh, time to chat with a new Panthers defenseman. Very intriguing watching this player during training camp and during the games. And, well, it should be interesting as the season gets going. Here is Jacob McDonald. Jacob McDonald, a new member of the Florida Panthers. How does that, uh, how does that sound to you after your journey to the NHL? <laughs> Sounds very good. I like it a lot. It's, um, it, you said it. It's been a long road, but it's been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed every step of the way. So. Is there any place in upstate New York that you do not know? No. Name a place. Doesn't matter. Been there. So take us through. You went to college at uh, Cornell and Ithaca, and take us yeah. through uh, after four years with the with the Big Red. Yeah, four years in Ithaca, and then right at the end of my senior year there, I, I got called up to Elmira, and I played for about three weeks in Elmira, and I re-signed with them for the following year. So year five in upstate was in Elmira, and then I actually got traded at the end of that season to Toledo. So I escaped upstate for about. <laughs> three months from October to December and I got called up to Albany so then I was in Albany in the American League for the next half of that season and then my third year pro was spent entirely in Binghamton so for the last seven years I've been out of upstate for about three months of the (laughs) hockey season so 
it's uh, it's been all in pretty much the same spot. So you sign right when free agency open. People may not realize July second or first. Yeah. You get this deal done with the Panthers. Um, you know what were you thinking as you signed with this team, and what did you see as, as the opportunity with this team? Well, I mean, it, it kind of starts on the first day, right? So there's a lot of talk the first day with you know with teams, and in Florida, I think was the best fit for me. I, I knew that they had a plan for me, whether you know it be starting in Springfield or starting here they have a plan to develop me to become the best player I can be and that's my goal and that's their goal for me as well so our goals aligned very well and uh, you know obviously uh, I, I work very hard you know to, to make that happen and and you know they re- they recognize that and you know they've given me this opportunity that I'm hoping to capitalize on when did you uh, or how did the offense start? You've told me you didn't score a goal till your junior year. The numbers were not uh, huge offensively at Cornell. What happened offensively? You had that good year in the East Coast League, and then just a huge breakthrough year with, with 20 goals in the AHL. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always been an offensive guy. I was a forward until I was 12. I don't know if I told you that part, but no, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Who so switched I, you to D, by the way? So when I, I moved from Oregon to Michigan when I was 12, and there was a game that uh, we only had four defensemen, and so one of the forwards had to go back and play D. I scored five goals that game on defense, <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to play D for a little while, see how this goes. <laughs> So I've always been an offensive guy, and you know, at Cornell it's a little bit skewed because, especially in college, you only play 30 games. Everyone else is playing 75 in junior or pro. So there's you know more than twice as many games, and and all those games at Cornell are one nothing. So there's not a lot of goals scored, and so the offense doesn't necessarily show up the same way that it does in the pro game. And and when I went to Elmira, I, I had a couple points. I, had, I scored right away in my first couple weeks there. So uh, it was a confidence thing for sure going in, knowing that I, that I can you know perform and you know be the same kind of player that I was in junior hockey and growing up did you ever know that story Paul Coffey uh you know greater Toronto area obviously huge hockey hotbed Paul Coffey wanted to play defense and they told him we have no room and he went to another team so you might be in good company yeah I don't know about that I don't really feel like comparing myself to Paul Coffey at any point in time but uh that is a very cool story that stuff happens quite a bit what point did you know that you thought you had a chance when you were a kid to either go to college or just you know play hockey beyond your your teenage years uh kind of from the start I was always super competitive I was always the first one in line you know or or first one to get things done trying you know win races or score goals score the most goals you know uh obviously as a kid that's what everybody wants to do that's still what I want to do obviously and uh you know so that the competitive drive that I've had is, you know, what's you know gotten me to where I am today, and so there's always that, you know, drive to be the best player that I can be, and you know, still working towards that. Did it ever waver? Were there ever any moments during your career where you thought maybe don't get there, or you always had that that confidence that you were on the right track? I played eight games freshman year and uh, at, at Cornell, so that was, you know, it wasn't something that wavered at any point it was more of just a wake-up call you know light a little fire and to realize that hey you, you got to step up you got to be better than this and and you got to work way harder you think you get to college and you think you're working hard and you're really not and the fact that I was a true freshman and I was playing against guys that were six and seven years older than me at, at times was uh, definitely a wake-up call and and so that kind of work ethic to be able to compete against you know those best players in college was something that you know really lit a fire under me. When did uh, so you decided, or your family decided to move yep. to, to Michigan at twelve? Was was that kind of an obvious choice had to need more more competition? 
Uh, yeah, it was. You know, there's there's not a lot of hockey out there on the West Coast. In Portland, there's uh, I think there was three hockey rinks at the time in, in Portland and, you know, Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the river there. Uh, and, you know, I, I started at that rink in Vancouver, and then uh, I think there's that's not even a rink. It's a church now. So <laughs> there might only be one or two rinks outside of the, the Moda Center where the Winterhawks play. I think oh. there's maybe only one or two, two rinks, but I think it's going to be really big with Seattle hopefully getting a team in, in the next few years that – you know, hockey can really start growing up out west again. Did you root for a team growing up? The Portland Winterhawks was how I got started in hockey, so I, I was a big Winterhawks fan. And then uh, my coach growing up was an Avalanche fan, so I was always a Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg fan. Okay. Uh, obviously, being a forward at the time, so yeah. <laughs> those guys were those guys were my heroes back then. And over the last couple of years, are there players that you pay attention to? Anybody you watch specifically? Not specifically. Uh, you know, obviously the top guys. I just try to emulate some of the aspects of their game uh, especially on the defensive side of the puck and you know just try and follow their lead and then you know over the last few weeks just following these guys in this locker room they've been here for a long time you know Eki and Maddie and Pisser and, and Yandel those guys have all they've all been around for so long that you know they know the the ropes and you know the best way to you know play defense in this league and you know that's what I'm trying to learn right now so as far as the off ice part of it has anything surprised you Be- being here in florida for the last you know month or so and obviously making this th- this roster anything stand out to you on or off the ice um on the ice it's it's been a lot of fun so i don't think anything's really stood out so much off the ice it hasn't started snowing yet so it's fantastic it's not going to let me tell you <laughs> that's fantastic it may drop down to 75 at one oh, point gee, i might have to get a winter coat out <laughs> exactly. oh my goodness no it, it hasn't started snowing so it's fantastic yeah. for me <laughs> what do you anticipate it being like uh, i'm sure maybe you don't want to think about it but and you know you have the moment that puck puck drops whenever it is and you're on the ice in an nhl game for the first time it's it's something that I thought about, you know, for 20 years. You know, I started skating 20 years ago. That was my goal, and and it'll happen at some point. I'm just excited for that day to come. All right. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That was New Panthers defenseman Jacob McDonald. The Cats play their home opener on Thursday, October 11th, against Columbus. And then on Saturday night, the 13th, a real special night at the BB&T Center as they take on the Vancouver Canucks. The Panthers will honor Roberto Luongo, who crossed the 1,000-game mark last season, one of only three goaltenders in NHL history to do that. 1,000 is a pretty outrageous number for a goaltender. And Luongo... Last year, if you may recall, late in the season, did not want any focus on him. He wanted all the focus to be on the playoff race. So he didn't want to be honored and be a distraction in any way uh, last season. So Saturday night, part of the Panthers' legacy Saturdays in the 25th anniversary season, the Cats will honor Roberto Luongo. That is sure to be a special night, the home game against his former team, the Vancouver Canucks. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.